tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. When I first quit drinking, I was very nervous about how people would respond to me. I worried about what I was going to say to them about it. So in this episode, I'll give you my advice for answering this question, both what I recommend doing and what I recommend not doing. So let's dig in. people labeling me as an alcoholic and judging me when I quit drinking or gossiping about me when I wasn't around. I think that just ordering a club soda with lime 
is a good thing to do here to avoid the questions until you feel more comfortable. But what we want to avoid is making excuses like I'm on antibiotics or I have to drive because excuses invite in questions and solutions. And then that puts you in an even worse position. Plus, it's really no one's business if we're on antibiotics or not. And I really don't think anyone cares if we're on antibiotics or not. If you told drinking me in the past that you couldn't drink because you were on antibiotics, then I would just tell you about all the times that I drank on antibiotics and it didn't matter. So now you have a new problem because you have to come up with another reason. So that's why I say avoid excuses or giving reasons because people will find solutions for you. I would also avoid things like drinking didn't make me feel good, so I stopped. Even though this just seems very neutral, the follow-up question here is to ask about the negatives of your drinking. Oh, why didn't you feel good? So switching this to, I feel so good when I don't drink. So I stopped. That will encourage people to just be like, okay, cool. Or to ask you about the positives, which is much easier to talk about than the reasons that we quit. Overall though, I say, say as little as you possibly can. Try to imagine that you're a person that doesn't like alcohol because those people do really exist in the world. Would they feel the need to justify their not drinking to anyone? They really wouldn't care what people thought about it because they're not obsessed with alcohol like us. So I suggest just saying, I don't drink or I'm taking a break. Don't give anyone any information to latch on to or ask questions about. And if they ask why not again, then you can just say, I just don't. I'm doing Dry July, I'm doing a challenge with a friend, but I suggest saying I don't drink or no thanks, I'm good over and over until they get the point. We build it up to be a bigger thing than it actually is too. So hopefully when you say that, people are just like, okay, cool. Or you could say, yeah, I'd love a drink. I'd love a water or I'd love a seltzer. You can say that. There are some people in my life that I have never explicitly told that I quit drinking. So you don't have to inform everybody about this new change. Alcohol is really important to us, so it feels like it's that important to everyone, but it's not. I expected people to care a lot, but most people don't. And it may seem like people care because they ask, but someone who used to drink all the time and now doesn't all of a sudden is a change that people notice. They're probably just curious about it and they mention it without even really thinking much about it. I know some newly sober people can be very hostile about other people asking and get defensive and say like, why are you drinking? But try to reframe it in your mind as they're simply noticing a change and commenting on it. If someone is on our team and alcohol is very important to them, then they may give you a hard time about it or pressure you to drink. And we can just send them some love. We send love their way. We hope that they come over to the sober side eventually. People have asked about it. But I think that they ask because I'm very confident in my not drinking, and that's rare to see. I don't even try to hide it anymore. At the first wedding I went to sober, I just walked around with no drink at all at the end of the night. And people are impressed when they see someone that doesn't need alcohol to socialize or have fun. And once you get through the first couple months and begin to feel more confident, 
you're going to be that sparkly, sober person at the party who exudes confidence. Sometimes people ask too because they want to get some more information about how you got to be so secure in yourself. So it's not always a personal attack. This is all my advice, of course, and whenever I've given this advice on social media, I'm always met with some sober people that tell me I should own it and tell every single person in the world that I'm sober and I shouldn't be ashamed of my sobriety. But just because we don't want to tell literally everyone that exists doesn't mean that we're ashamed. I see my sobriety as something that's private, even though I'm very public about it here. My drinking was traumatic and horrible, and I wouldn't go around sharing my other traumas with people or telling everyone about my history of disordered eating. I see it as the same kind of thing. You have to decide what you're comfortable with, and I don't think that everyone needs to know. But if you want everyone to know, then share it and be proud, and that's awesome. But if you're not ready to share with the world like Jamie isn't, then I hope that this episode gave you some perspective on why people might be asking and how to deal with it so that you don't take offense or spend too much time future tripping about it. Overall, stick to I don't drink or I'm taking a break. And if people want to know why don't you drink, I just don't. And that's enough. I just don't. I don't drink. I stopped. Yeah, I just stopped. That's it. You don't have to tell everybody why you stopped if you don't want to. And if you're uncomfortable and you don't want the question at all, just do the soda water and lime trick or get a sparkling water in a can and put a koozie around it and nobody's going to ask what you're doing. So I hope this was helpful. If you have a question, check out the show notes and I will talk to you in a regular episode on Friday. Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-to for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.